How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the StoryWorks podcast. I am your host. I am your host. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, guys. Welcome to the StoryWorks podcast. I'm your host Zach Oson. I'm your man Andrew Hall. And across from us is Davis Woodring, wiping his sleepy little boy eyes. Woo! Just a tired boy over there. No best friend. So. How many episodes is this, man? Eight. eight? Episode eight. Thanks for sticking around, guys. If you have been, if this is your first episode, thanks for popping in. If it's your first time, welcome. If not, welcome back. <laughs> so we've uh, we, we've talked a lot about movies, and we're going to continue to talk a lot about movies. But today, I want to start out with a little something for our anime or manga fans. We're getting real fucking nerdy. We're getting real nerdy. We're breaking into a new field here. Um, and then after we have that little discussion, we're going to talk some Jordan Peele, man. We're going right back into the movies. Because holy shit, we saw Nope. Andrew saw Nope three times. Uh, yeah, I've seen it a few times. <laughs> I would too. Honestly, man, I would too. And I want to see it in the IMAX so Dude. bad. I did not get the opportunity. Yeah, it was my. F- it was the first time I ever saw a film in IMAX. I feel like that's a really good first for IMAX as well. You know what I mean? Because oh, yeah. he was totally going for that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, very. There's, there's refer. I mean, there's references to IMAX cameras in Nope. So I think it was like very right. much like a intended thing. You're gonna have to watch some of Chris uh, uh, Christian Nolan's IMAX to see if uh, Peel beat up. Beat yeah, up dude. The IMAX they. Uh, I mean, when Nope. When I saw it, every time I saw it, they had at the beginning, like right before Nope started, a trailer for uh, Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Right, yeah, Oppenheimer, yeah. So you got to see the trailer in IMAX. <laughs> That's yeah. nice. Yeah. Hell yeah, that looked pretty cool too. You know, I haven't, I haven't like gotten into much Christopher Nolan. You know, like Me I mean, either. besides the Batman That's movies, a, yeah, aside from the Dark Knight trilogy, fucking, um, what's the DiCaprio one? Inception. Oh yeah. I uh, saw that, but well. like I didn't see Tenet. And no, I haven't seen Tenet either. Yeah, and I haven't heard much about Oppenheimer, but I'm kind of intrigued. So maybe maybe I'll dive into it. It's like a World War II biopic, I think. Really, Oppenheimer is? I'm, I think so. I I mean, look, man, I I know literally nothing <laughs> about the movie. Disclaimer: I don't know what I'm talking about. Just, look, look, man. All right, before Chris, before Christopher Nolan, Bef- yeah, before Christopher Nolan fucking knocks down my door. Christopher and... Nolan, I say everybody's names wrong. Then he's going to kill my ass. Is his name Christopher Nolan? Am I that fucked up? No, no, no. You see, because I always get it mixed up with Christian Bale, bro. That's what happens when the two of them work on a project together. Christian, Christopher, what is this? This is too much. This is too much. Um, But yeah, I'm pretty, I mean, if Oppenheimer is what it seems like to me, at least, it's a movie about Robert Oppenheimer, the dude who created the nuclear bomb. Yeah, yeah. Shit, man. Maybe maybe we'll have to do... If you guys want to hear us talk about Oppenheimer... Let us know. Email us. Our email is always open. Storyworkspodcast at Comment on our YouTube or whatever. Just let us know. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll dive into that shit. Um, 
So yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about anime and some manga. First, I do just want to say shout out to um, my crew and my cast that worked super hard over this past weekend um, creating our short film, What's Best. It's done. Production's wrapped. It's finished. We got it done in two days. We haven't talked about it too much on here. We did our advertisement in episode three. Um, But yeah, including you, Andrew. Great job, my man. Thank you, You did fantastic. Uh, Davis did awesome. It was an honor to be a part of it, and uh, I can't wait to see your vision realized. Absolutely, man. So stay tuned, guys. Look out for what's best. Foresight Studios LLC is going to be promoting it. So is 626 Sound. So keep an eye out for that. Very exciting. How does it feel to be done with? Well, not, obviously, you're not like done, done. You still have. But production wise. You still have post production stuff to do. Yeah. But yeah, production wise, how does it feel to be done? Great, man. I mean, that the whole week leading up to it was so much chaos. Oh, yeah. It's like gathering last minute props, making sure everybody making knows. Making sure everybody is there and is like they know what time to be there. Right. Just the last piece is kind of falling in place. But everything did fall into place perfectly, which I'm so happy about. We love to see it. It went just so smooth. And now we're going full force into post-production. So editing has been a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to see how the whole process comes along. Like the coloring, the editing of the shots together and all oh, that. Yeah. Once you see them all finally, I mean, you see them happening on set, but once you really see them start to stitch together and the, the Yeah, I mean, process. you sent me that little like two-minute clip, and I thought that looked really, really good. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're going to try and uh, pump this thing out to some festivals, so keep an eye out. Hell yeah. Now, I want to talk about two, two, um, well, one of them has an anime adaptation currently. The other one has one coming out in October, so very excited. We're going to talk about Chainsaw Man and Jujutsu Kaisen, because I think they're very complimentary. Yeah, these uh, these two manga are like, very similar yet also different from each other right that's it's like it, it, like i at times i was like is this like is it too similar but i feel like the differences really stand out they have like similar premises similar almost. premises kind of they have like um let's just i guess let's just c- kind of give a, an overview of each in its own right and then we can talk about similarities yeah and, which one do you want to start with Let's start out with Chainsaw Man. I'm going to have you, do you feel like you can give like a decent, <laughs> there's a lot that happens in these yeah, stories. Yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, yeah, I can give a pretty like, yeah, just bare bones idea of the premise of it. So there's no like spoilers, at least at the beginning of this. Right. Hit me with it. Um, So yeah, Chainsaw Man, uh, it takes place in this world where like the, the perception of everybody's like fears of things mm-hmm. uh takes the form of these like devils. It's so cool. It is so, just, like, it's so cool. There's like you know something as 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 non-threatening as like a tomato devil. Right. <laughs> right. You have a chicken devil, you know, stuff like that. But then you get like <laughs> pretty insane ones like like you have like you know fox devils mm-hmm. uh, octopus devils but then you get to like the darkness devil dude uh, <laughs> that shit gets so intense like eldritch fierce gun devil uh and you know chainsaw oh yeah uh um, yep but 
in this world, the story is about uh, this young boy, 16-year-old boy, Denji, who... Uh, Such a sweetheart. He's this very poor, like, not educated boy who is in debt to the Yakuza for, like, enough money that he's never going to pay it off. I, I can't remember the exact number, but, like, yeah, this man has sold several organs. That's how it starts out. He's like, yeah, my eye went for this much. He's got yeah, an eye patch. Yeah, he's got an eye patch. He's sold, like, a kidney. He sold, like, one of his balls, I think. <laughs> yeah, dude. Um, yep. But... He's in debt to the Yakuza, and uh, he ends up trying to pay it off by becoming a devil hunter. Yep. And going and killing these uh, devils that are in the world. And he does it using his pet little like partner friend, Pochita. Pochita. He's like a little dog, but he's not just a little dog, because he's got a chainsaw sticking out of his head. Yeah, man. Little, little Pochita. And a little like, ripcord for his tail. And... Uh, he uses him as a chainsaw to kill these devils. Yeah, they have a little. They have kind of a connection that you. I mean, that you learn about. Yeah, like they, they're bonded. Yeah, yeah, they're bonded, and it's pretty unique for a, a devil and a human to you know get along like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he, he's in debt to the yakuza, and then some things happen, and he ends up essentially like merging with. This chainsaw devil, Pochita. Oh yeah. Uh, That's when we get our chainsaw man. And it gives him the he he gets the ability. He gets like a little ripcord on his chest, and he can pull it, and it causes uh, chainsaws to shoot out of his arms and head. Dude, like fucking crazy, man! And <laughs> like it hurts I, him. Yeah, and the fact that it, it actually hurts him is is crazy. Um. So yeah, using his new abilities, he's like picked up by the government essentially. Yeah, immediately. And uh he's basically like there's a government organization yeah, it's like that, the that are devil safety, hunters. Yeah. yeah. Um they pick him up and they're like, You can either work for us as a human or you can die a devil. Simple as that. And so he decides to work for him as a human. Right. And uh the story is basically about him kinda like growing up mentally. Kind of, because he right. starts out as this like he's a sixteen year old kid who doesn't even know what it's like to be a sixteen year old kid because yeah. he's he's been hunting devils and and selling body parts just to pay off yeah like the he, fucking yakuza at the beginning it's crazy his very first dream or whatever is that he wants to eat toast with jam on it that's it that's all he wants that's like the high life to him. So like when he gets swept up by this government program, they're like, yeah, we'll give you a place to. Uh, to sleep, we'll give you some. We'll food. give you a home. We'll, we'll give you, you f- food and allowance. He's like that's all I. That's all you had to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. But obviously, it's never that simple. No. Um. No. But yeah, it's it's a very visceral. It's very very dark. Right. Very gory. Very gory. Um. The fights are so cool, though. Fights are insane. Very the, very the insane. The devils and the powers that come along with them are are fucking crazy, man. Like. Yeah, like devils for concepts like eternity. Yep. Like the fear of things never ending. Yeah, right. 
It's and and they take it to a lot of places in just part one because we have part two now releasing. Yeah, there's part one is its own confined story. Yeah, it's pretty like an, much. Yeah, the first part was like ninety seven chapters long. Oh, uh, it's a beautiful ninety seven. Which sounds chapters. long, but like in the world of manga, it goes fast. It's not that long. I've read manga that are like. I'm currently reading manga that are like three hundred plus chapters. In. Yeah. Right. So it it's really it's really unique. The fighting is awesome. Denji I, is an idiot. But yeah, I love him. I know. Yeah, I know. The and the characters are really unique in that way. They're all very person. Not I personable might not be the correct word to use, but yeah. they all endear themselves to you in some way. Exactly. Exactly. And there's a lot of twists and turns in this thing that really flip you upside down. It's very down. very wild. I really without going into yeah details. I think I read this thing in two days, man. Because you you had been talking to me about Chainsaw Man. You're like, it's coming out. The anime is coming, and I'm like, you know what? I want I want something to read in the meantime, so I finally picked it up, and dude, yeah, like one to two days. First time I read it, I uh, was working, and it was a slow day at work, mm-hmm. and I was just like, you know what? I keep seeing posts about this manga. I'm just going to read it. Yeah, dude. And I literally, like, you're talking about you read it in, like, two to three days. I read all of it in... <laughs> in that shift? Like, in that shift, and then when I got home. <laughs> Dude, it, it, it like, captures you yes. so fast. It sucks you in. It and sweeps you up in this crazy world. I'm really bad about that. If I start reading a manga and I, like, am, and I get interested in it, I just yeah. will read it the entire day. Dude, no, I'm the same way. Like, for real. So that's... That's Chainsaw Man. That's like your spoiler-free review of Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Then we get into Jujutsu Kaisen, which is, it, it has, like we said, some similar aspects. Instead yeah. of devils, we're dealing with what they call curses. Curses, yeah. It's like, which is also like the negative energy that builds up in humans. And that's what I enjoy about it. It's not just innate fear. You know what I mean? It can be depression. Mm-hmm. It can be... Any negative energy. It can be yeah. sadness. It can be there hatred. There are there are curses that are born from like the fear of things for sure. Like yeah. you know, fear of the um of like volcanoes or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or like the fear of hum- other humans, or like the hatred of Between other humans. humans yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Um, just very. A very unique concept, I feel like. Right. There's there's more avenues in that way. Um, we don't have like a government agency in this. We have um kind of like a shadow society almost. Yeah. We have it's it's jujitsu sorcerers. Yeah. That exercise these curses. They operate out in the world and they have to like put up these like veils so the normal humans can't see what's going on because they can't normally see curses. That's a unique part of it too, because in Chainsaw Man, you, they they can see the devils. Like oh, devils yeah. are it's like a very a real pub, it's a very well threat. known thing in Chainsaw Man. Yeah, which is an interesting kind of difference that they have between yeah, the two. Yeah, whereas like in Jujutsu Kaisen, they like strive to make sure human like normal humans aren't affected. Right. So. In Jujutsu Kaisen, we have uh, Yuji Itadori He's our as our boy. main antagonist. He's our I mean, boy. protagonist. We love Yuji. He's yeah, he's literally just like a, a, a what what's the word? He's like he's not his physical um, 
he's capabilities are not human. He's built different. <laughs> he's built different. That's what I was trying to say. You got me. Yeah, he's fucking built. Like different. at the start of the at the start of it, he uh, is at high school or whatever, and he gets into a contest with his gym teacher about. His gym teacher signs him up for like the track team, and he's yeah. like, "Oh well, I'll let you out of it if you can beat me at a uh, what do they call it? Shot put? Is that what it is when you throw Where they the ball? Throw the, like the weighted ball? Yeah, yeah." Uh, he's like, "If you can beat me in one of those contests, I'll let you not join the track team." And the coach throws it, and he gets it like you know, twenty meters or fifteen meters or something yeah. like that. And he's and everybody's like, "Wow, that's so good." And then Yuji throws it, and he gets it, like, 50 meters and breaks yeah. the world record for it. Yeah, just straight up. Yeah. Love that My shit. My man is built different. So in in his own way, he gets swept up into this world of curses, um, and he just – he's a character that just makes a decision that he has the power to help people, and he needs to use that. It's a very core thing about him. He uh, gets some, like, last words from somebody who's important to him. And their his last words are essentially, "You're a strong kid. Help people when you can." Right. Like it doesn't have to be a lot. Just and that sticks with him. Yeah. He he basically tells them, you know, sir, like help people when you can, so that when you die, you're not alone. Like me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and those words very much stick with him and influence his actions throughout the entire course of the manga. Right. And I love that. And and so how we have uh, Denji fusing with Pochita to kind of become Chainsaw Man, we have Yuji yeah, who he, finds a cursed object. Yeah, he... Uh, Artifact, I should say. At his, at his school, uh, in the world of Jujutsu Kaisen, they, have, they usually use cursed objects to uh, like ward off other curses from school because they're usually... Like, schools are usually like a pretty... Hot Lots spot place for yeah for curses to form because there's so many negative emotions. So they put these cursed objects there that kind of act as like a siphon. They sponge it all up. Uh, but at the at his school, there's a special grade cursed object. It's this like super high power, dangerous cursed relic that has been around for thousands mm-hmm. of years. Uh. And curses are actually drawn to it at this point. Like, it kind of acts as, like, a beacon now. Right. Um, Doing the opposite of what they want it to. Yeah. And uh, Yuji meets this meets a character, uh, Fushiguro. Who, king. Who is a king. We love him. Uh, but, yeah, he meets him, and uh, through an interaction where they're trying to, like, get this cursed object, this finger back, uh, Yuji ends up realizing that like they need more strength yep. in the situation that they're in and realizes that you can eat the finger to gain strength. <laughs> so my man eats Without the finger. Hesitation, he just throws it up in the air and chomps it. That's so fucking gross, dude. I remember the first time watching that, I was like, this dude, is This disgusting. finger looks nasty. This finger's thousands and thousands of years old also. What do you think it smells like? Fucking pungent ass, dude. I don't even know, man. It's just been oh, it's gross. Oh but anyway, so he eats it, and uh, this is like a cursed object that is like so cursed that if any any human were to regularly eat it, it would just fucking kill them. Right. But 
Yuji is built different. Exactly. And he ends up becoming a vessel for the cursed spirit inside of it. Right. Uh, Sukuna, who Sukuna. is like the king of curses. He's like the OG. Like, Badass character. He was a sorcerer like thousands of years ago and was like a menace to society. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. And then through his pure age, he just became a cursed spirit. Right. So he shows up and just immediately decimates like the thing they're fighting. And then at that point, Fushiguro is like, oh, great. Now I have to kill Yuji. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because he's turned into this cursed spirit thing. But uh, it turns out that actually Yuji can control it. He can Eat suppress him. Sukuna. He just puts him right back inside, takes his body back over. Oh, yeah. Um, and then it becomes another situation where you can help us exercise curses or like we can yes, continue it, collecting it, these yeah, fingers. He, eventually he's he's captured by the uh sorcerers and he wakes up and and he's basically told, "Hey, we're killing you." Yeah. Like, like you've been put up for like secret execution. Right. Um but you can you're like the only person in a thousand years that has existed who can like consume these fingers and right. not die. Be a vessel for this. So we figure we'll just have you eat all the fingers and then kill you so that <laughs> the curse dies. We're going to put it off for a little bit. Yeah. Um, so you have those options. You can either die now or you can eat all the fingers and then die. He's like, I, I suppose I'll take the latter. <laughs> yeah, Yuji, he thinks about it. And again, we get this like parallel of uh, help people. Right. And then he thinks about like, if Sukuna isn't in the world, less people will die. And so he's like, I'll help. Right. And then so the story from there is finding these fingers and trying to exercise curses. Yeah. And we get such a great cast of yeah. characters in this in this manga, dude. Yeah. Jujutsu Kaisen. And the anime, I will say, is fucking fantastic. This is the one that has an anime out yes. now. It has one season. One season. Uh, and there's also a movie. Right. I just had see I, I read Jujutsu Kaisen Zero, but I have not seen it yet. The movie yeah. comes to streaming uh September twenty first, I think. So excited. On Crunchyroll. So check that shit out, man, for sure. Um Yeah, I love both of these. You know, there's there's they're they're very different because yes. the, the characters, the way they handle the world that they're living in. Very are much both so, different. yeah. I would say that Jujutsu Kaisen is more of a traditional like shonen, right? Manga I, I agree. Yeah. Than Chainsaw Man is, even though it still doesn't have that. You know, but I'm going also, to be exactly. Yuji doesn't have like. I'm going to be the Hokage, exactly. The Wizard King, the the Pirate King. Fuck One Piece, and so. that kind of <laughs> that kind of has uh like parallels with like Bleach. I think of because like mm, Ichigo okay. in Bleach is like I don't. He's not trying to become like. He's just trying to keep the peace. Yeah, you know he just what wants I'm saying? to protect his fam. Yeah, exactly. Uh. But yeah, so he it's not your traditional shonen manga in that sense. But, right. But it definitely is more like one than Chainsaw Man is. Chainsaw Man is just a fucking beast of its own. It's like a philosophical journey. It's a lot <laughs> in a great way. Yeah, and I'm and I'm loving 
this the the part two run so far. It's got a few chapters out yeah, now. So. Very very uh, interesting new take on it. Just kind of wanted to talk about those just a little bit. You know, uh, we're not going to do any spoilers. Spoiler free talks for once. Yeah, yeah. And if anybody wants us to to do a deep dive into these things, you, again, email us, us hit us up, YouTube comments. We'll dive into that shit. We we love that shit. Um. I like that shit. Oh, you knew I'd like this manga. You knew I'd like this one. Do you, Do you have a um a preference over the two? Um, I mean they're both fantastic. I'm just curious. I don't know, man. I really, really like Jujutsu Kaisen. Chainsaw Man is like built different. Yeah. Um, I love Chainsaw Man. Right. I've and it's Chainsaw Man is small enough to where like I feel like I can just do rereads of it. Yeah, for sure. Whenever I I, like in it. any any time frame, I can just pick it up and reread it. But I love Jujutsu Kaisen, man. Like yeah. the the plot and because that one is like a longer. I think it's like 180 chapters right now or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. And it is just insane the story that they've been building. Yeah. So I am. Um. I'm I'm a little bit past season where season one would end in the anime, so I'm reading in the manga. I'm at um, an event called the Shibuya Incident. I'm not gonna go into it and spoil it at, at all, but this is a crazy point in the story and shit's popping off. Yeah, this is definitely like a turning point. It's really cool, but but where I'm at right now, Chainsaw Man is just a hair above Jujutsu Kaisen. Now I'm not finished with like I'm not caught up like you are yet. Yeah. But uh, Chainsaw, Chainsaw Man, Man is just like, like you said, it's so, it's so short but so impactful. Yes, it's the it's very there's so much depth to it. Right. It's so, and I mean by the end of it, like it's so funny. Like we didn't we didn't really talk about any of the characters. Yeah. In either one outside of like the main character. Right. Because it's I mean there's just so but many. But like the in in Chainsaw Man, the characters are like so like well-developed right um like you you build so much relationship up with that's what i'm saying the character arcs man like and they'll introduce someone that you really don't like and then by the end of it you're like you're feeling for him yeah and conversely they'll introduce somebody that you really like and then you might not like them later right exactly um, Jujutsu hand, Kaisen. Jujutsu Kaisen also does that, like you know, build up characters that you really, really love. Yeah, and build up characters that you really, really, really hate. Yeah, yeah, for um, sure. Fucking Mahito, dude. Yeah, we hate Mahito in this house. Um, but yeah, they're both just so good. Yeah. So if you uh, if you get into Jujutsu Kaisen, I'd say um, either try to read Zero first because it's a really cool. Because they sprinkle in stuff from Zero at the beginning of like Jujutsu Kaisen, so maybe yeah. try to check Zero out. Or if you're just gonna wait to watch it in October, you said Is September. That... September, check that shit out on Crunchyroll, um, and keep an eye out for Chainsaw Man coming out. I'd say that read comes it. Comes out in October. Yeah, I'd say read it if you're if you're really itching for something to read. I like to read manga instead of like hop on social media these days. Yes, it's it's, it's very just so much better. <laughs> I like good intaking for the story. Mind. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, so definitely check that shit out. Um, I just kind of wanted to switch up the conversation a little bit today. I know we've been talking a lot of films, so it's break it up nice a little bit. It's always nice to dip your toes in new things. Absolutely. So. Yeah, September 21st on Crunchyroll for Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. Perfect. I know we're having a fucking watch party. Oh, you already know. So yeah, um, I guess we can move on to our next topic here, which, uh, 
Jordan fucking Peele. A fucking modern artist, man. Like, his his films have blown me away. I will say, I haven't seen Us yet, but yeah, we're going to talk a little... neither of us have seen Us. Yeah. We're going to talk a little bit about Get Out and then kind of the transition from his first breakthrough movie to where we're at with Nope right now. Yeah. So... What was your first impression of Jordan Peele as a director? Because we know him from Key and Peele. We know him yeah. as a comedian first. Yes, yes, very much so. And, so, um, yeah. And it's it's unique for me because I didn't watch a whole lot of Key and Peele. Gotcha, okay. I like I, I know skits um, like the fucking the president skit. Oh, yeah, classic. meeting all the, classic. all the different staff members. Yeah. Um. But, like, I guess my first, like, real, real impression of him as a director, I mean, the first Jordan Peele movie I saw was Nope. Yeah, his third feature. His third movie is the first one that I saw. Which is a whole nother machine than, like, his first compared to two. Yeah, compared yeah. to Get Out, they're, like, they're not, like, it's so almost, diametrically yeah. different. Right, it's like it's almost day and night. Yeah. Um, I really like him as a director i think the stuff that he's making is very very cool very, yeah very man. um like the stories that he's telling are very unique unique and they need to be told and they need to be told through his lens yes yes very too. much so you know um he's create he's he's finally like creating some real you know like black content that that people can actually relate to yes um yeah because it's not a white guy directing it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm just, saying yeah, exactly, and it's very much something that is necessary. It's very important to the to the to the black community, and and he talks on that a lot, and I I absolutely love that about him. He's shining a light on all the the black stars in Hollywood. He's using unknown actors yeah. and bringing people up. Fucking love to see that in a director. Yes, we love we love a dude who props up the people around him. Exactly. And it's just so, I love hearing him, like I've been watching a lot of interviews, I love hearing him talk about his work. Yeah, it's... The vision is so clear, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he knows what he wants to make, it's really good. Exactly. So, yeah, I saw Get Out when it uh, came out, I think it was like 20, 2017, possibly 2018. Um, Google search, live Google search. Live Google, live Google. 2017, yep. Blew me the fuck out of the water, man. I remember seeing trailers for it, and I thought back then, this movie seems fucking insane. Oh, my God. Yeah, so, and then you saw Nope, and I was like, we got to watch Get Out. Like, you got to see what came first. I saw Nope, and then, like, less than a week later, you had me over to watch Get Out. And how was Get Out for you? Just just general thoughts. So, like like I said, like, they're so different move like both of them are so different from each other right like nope's the big hollywood the, yeah, the big summer like that, blockbuster they're all i mean i i haven't seen us but i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's also like a horror movie but yeah. they're, they're all horror movies but they're all like different genres of horror movie right no for sure for sure like nope kind of draws on that like fear of the unknown spectacle yeah mm-hmm. um and definitely like inspiration from like uh jaws and oh yeah shit like that oh yeah um whereas get out is just like 
<laughs> you can't see it, but I'm like holding my head. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're just gripping your seat the whole goddamn time. It just I mean, has you on edge the yeah. entire time. It's like a. It, I was talking to our friend about it, mm-hmm. and I was like, the best way that I can describe it is like racial horror. Uh, dude, yeah, no, for sure. There's a lot of really loud and important messages being uh, displayed in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, he took a big step with that, and it was definitely in the right direction. And, and having and, that be your like debut film after being known for so long as a comedy guy. Right. That's like I feel like that's like an important message as well. He came out of the comedy scene, and he was ready to get shit done. He was ready to fill people's minds with the messages that they need you know and he still throws his comedy in there man i know and it's so effective too in in both movies there's still like like so many funny scenes in it right i just think of uh the tsa agent and get out he his character dude is so amazing angel and nope yeah Uh, yeah you know there's still comedy in these movies to diffuse the tension, right? And you need it, and he, and it works. Points. It works so well. He's very he's a master of balance. Yes, I was just about to say it's it's like perfect the amount of like unease and like mm-hmm. suspense you're put in versus moments that make you laugh and chill you out. Right, <laughs> exactly. With Get Out, I think it's just it's such a palpable tension the entire time. You feel the tension that the main character feels. Right. And, uh, oh, my God, like, it's just. And it just builds the entire time. Yeah. You li- like, I, When I watched it, there wasn't a single moment where I felt comfortable in that house. I know, dude, right? The entire time you're in there, you just feel like something is not right. Something's off. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was watching an interview with uh, um, Jordan, and he said that, that um, the TSA agent. Can you remember his character's name? Was it Rod? Rod. 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 The TSA agent um, was meant to be like the the audience, pretty much. Oh yeah. Because it's like when um when um when Daniel Kal- Kalu- uh, Kaluuya's character mm-hmm. is calling him to, to, to kind of tell him what's up. He's like, get the fuck out of oh, there. Oh yeah, bro. he tells him. He's why like, the, dude, why are you going in this white girl's dude, house, man? Yeah, get out of this white girl's house. You're gonna t- like they're gonna turn you into sex slaves. Sex or some slave, shit. man. That's some sex slave shit. Oh, it's so good. He was like, yeah, he's he's told the audience throughout that um throughout that movie, and and it he's also the tension breaker, and he did yes. it so well. And like they, I think he continues to kind of channel that into like Nope as well. Oh yeah, because there's moments in Nope where. There might it might not be like there's a specific character that's intended to be the audience, but in Nope, there's definitely moments where the characters themselves do what the audience would do and just Nope. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nah, 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 no, nah, man. Nah, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, they, he sprinks in that realism and it and it adds it gets you a laugh for sure. It, it gets you to laugh, but it also like helps you connect so much more with it. Right, exactly. Instead of the the white guy walking right towards whatever the fuck's coming at you, I heard a sound in the basement. I know that it's dangerous, but I have to investigate. Sheila, did you hear that? Grab my shotgun. <laughs> yeah, dude. So 
Get Out's a fantastic film. I won't go into any spoilers about that. Um, yeah, it's kind of... Just fucking watch it, man. Yeah, that movie is insane. Just watch I mean, you need to see that shit unfold. It is so good. And by the end of it, when you figure out what's going on, because he's very good at hiding things, you know, mm-hmm. there's kind of a big uh, reveal, you know, towards the end of the movie. Yeah, dude. There's um, just so many scenes where you're just like, what is happening? Right. Like, right. And it's just like, they're like, again, like we're talking about horror moments or th- moments that make you like uneasy. Yeah. There's just so many out of like the blue moments that make you just go like, what is happening? Like, for sure. When like, at one point in time and get out, uh, there's like a party that's thrown. Oh man. Uh, yep. guests show up from all over and, uh, it's all old white people. Yeah. The realness of right, like, like the, the realistic approach he took in writing that scene from a, from a, from a black man's perspective. Oh yeah, definitely. I heard, I, I, like I listened to Jordan talk about it a little bit. He's like, I've been in the situation millions of times. Daniel Kaluuya was like, I've been in this situation millions of times. I know exactly what this is yeah, because he's how, writing about how, real things. Yeah, how uneasy it feels to be the right. one black man in a room full of white dudes. The the who dad are like treating you like a fucking slab of meat, essentially. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the dad, and it's like, but and then portraying yeah, this then like they cover it up. They're trying to like, connect to them because of their color, not because of who they are as a person. Exactly. They make they are the ones who are making the huge deal out of exactly the rate. Like I would have voted for Obama for a, a third, third term if, if I, could. I could. He's only saying that because he's a black because he's a black guy. You, and you, he's wouldn't, trying you to... wouldn't say that to a white guy exactly. out of the blue with no no prompting. Exactly. It's like from a white perspective, it could be a misconstrued. Somebody's trying to to find some common ground and connect with them. But from the other side of the coin, it's like patronizing. It's patronizing, and it's like why we can talk about anything, my man. Like you don't have yeah, to. Yeah, you don't have to keep bringing up the fact that I'm black. Right. Exactly. So it's just a very uncomfortable situation that people of color have to deal with, and he's just. I think he nailed that it very on well. top of putting the horror on top of that as well. Definitely. Because there's that. There's subtext, and there's even more subtext to the subtext within it's, these scenes. I'm it's telling insane. You. These movies are ridiculous. Please watch Get Out. It's a very, very important and pivotal movie, and it came out at a really good time as well with racial tensions. Yeah, kind I, of in America I feel like I definitely missed out seeing it when it first came out, but I'm yeah. very glad to have made up for it and seen it now. Absolutely, man, for sure. So we, we, he, he releases us um, a year or two later. I, it didn't do as good. It was a little more headspacey kind of thinking, yeah. from what I've heard. More psychological, right? Which I, I still want to see it, and we're definitely going to yeah. watch it. Um, we'll decide. Maybe we'll do a deep dive into that movie on an episode again. Let us email, know. comment. <laughs> we're here for you guys. We'll talk about whatever the fuck you want us to. So hit us up if you've seen us and you really want us to talk about it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but us came out, and then he made this really big jump. To huge budget IMAX, nope. <laughs> what year? What year did Us come out in? Uh, let me see here. Was it like because Get Out was 2017? Was Us like 2019? Yeah, that I feel like that's the case. I think it took him. Yeah, 2019, two years. Okay, to get that out, and then it took him three years to make Nope. Right, which makes sense. I mean, yeah, he had a big idea here. So generally, kind of like I guess an overview of Nope. Is, is this, like this movie is is also difficult to like 
given no spoilers uh we're we're diving into this one i think break like breakdown on but like yeah. the basic premise that you get from from because it's so much more than what it appears to be oh yeah there's a there's a lot of themes in this movie like i saw it and it subverted my expectations i saw it again last night with a friend mm-hmm. and he got out and said that movie was nothing like i was expecting it to be yeah um, i felt the same way even when they because they released a second trailer that shows the ufo Yes. The first tension when they would drop the first trailer is like, what's in that cloud? What is in the cloud, yeah. So, yeah, the movie is about <coughs> me coughing. Um, <laughs> that's the whole movie. Just two hours of me coughing. <laughs> Welcome to Cough ASMR. No, the movie is about um, this family of, like, Hollywood uh, horse ran- like ranch owners or whatever mm-hmm. uh, who find out that there's a UFO near their house. Right. And uh, they try to capture it on camera. Yeah. They're, they're, their business is kind of at a point where it's failing. They're having to sell their horses. Mm-hmm. They're thinking about selling their ranch, so they are in a very big need for money after their father's passing. Yeah. Played by Keith David. Keith, The great, magnificent Keith David. We love him. He's an absolute shit. king. Absolute legend. I mean... I was blown away. I, I didn't know he was going to be in this movie, so no, I heard when that I saw voice. It, yeah, when I when you first hear his voice and then you see him, it's just you're just like, oh, so happy he was. We in love it. to see Keith David. Yeah, absolutely. So after his passing, yeah, they're not able to really keep it up to his standards that he had. They're kind of they're losing money. Yeah, his like his son, played by Daniel Kaluuya, is not like. The super charismatic. Otis Jr., my man. Yeah, OJ. OJ. Your name's OJ? God. Um, but yeah, he's not like the super charismatic, uh, personable dude that his dad was. Right. And very reserved. Very, very much kind of uncomfortable in these like. In these Holly, big Hollywood sets yeah, in front of the green yeah, screen. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of ends up making him unable to uh, really work, get, like, get work in the Hollywood scene. Right. And so, yeah, they resort. They have to resort to, like, selling these horses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, he finds out that one night he sees a thing in the clouds, something mm-hmm. big, something fast. It's big. Uh, and then they decide they need to capture footage of it on camera because you can get, like, five to $100,000 for... Like, good footage of a UFO. They're going to get the money shot. The Oprah shot. The Oprah shot. Yep. Um, so that is on the surface. That is, like, yeah, the bare bones, like, this yeah. is, <laughs> like, if you like if you Google it and it gives you, like, a plot synopsis, like a no-spoiler plot synopsis, that's what you're going to get. Right. So we know that there's a UFO involved. Like they kind of that was letting a lot of information in is what I felt like. But then you go to see the movie, and it completely and subverts your expectations exactly. of what it's gonna be. Exactly. Yep. It's good shit, man. I'm telling you. Um, beautiful, beautiful imagery. So well. Oh my shot. god, yeah. The cinematography is dope. Um, definitely good. Like I think he definitely made the right choice going with IMAX because like. Yeah. We're seeing shots where we're just scanning the sky. You're looking up in the clouds Dude, seeing the whole those, time. Seeing those scenes in IMAX, like on those huge IMAX I'm screens, so jealous dude. of you. <laughs> it was insane. Dude, I, know, I didn't even man. pay for my ticket. Beautiful. He was treated. It was a treat. 
He was yeah. treated to some Jordan Peele. It was yes. Shout out to the homie Ben. Let's go. Um, appreciate you. Yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Um, so fantastic performances all around in this movie, man. Yeah, Daniel Kaluuya. He's Kiki playing Palmer. a very yeah. Kiki Palmer killed it. Um, those two characters, as brother and sister, they had great chemistry. Yes. Um, they really felt like a family, and they put so many good tender moments in there. We didn't even mention Stephen Ewan's in, in this oh my as well. God, he he's one of my favorite characters, man. Like I feel like he's got such a such a interesting position in this movie. I love just how diverse Stephen Ewan's like acting, uh, yes, career is. Like you know, he oh was on gosh. The Walking Dead for a while. Yeah, he's been in this. He was on an episode of a sketch comedy show. <laughs> yes, yes. I think you should leave. Shout yeah. out to Tim Robinsons. Um, I think you should leave. Um and, and then dangerous. playing um uh, is it Mark in Invincible, the protagonist? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He's an in Invincible too. He's got Shout voice out to work. Invincible. Shout out to Invincible season two. Where are you? If you like the boys, check it out. Like it's Dude. it's along the same vein, but very good. So yeah, no, it was great to see him working with with Jordan Peele. Man, I was so excited when I first saw him in the trailers. Yeah, dude. Um. And then we have some other like we, we mentioned Keith David. He did Keith he, David's he in did it. great. Brandon um, Pereira as Angel, the like, yeah. their tech guy. Uh-huh. He was amazing. He's he's our like like our rod. He's our kind of comic Yeah, really. he's kind of like he's kind of like I guess if there's anyone who's like an avenue for the viewer, it's him. He's kind of yeah. like that conspiracy theory mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Um just a, a pretty pretty Aliens. good cast, man. <laughs> Everybody was cast very well. Oh yeah. I Daniel uh, Kaluuya is playing such a different character uh, um, in opposition to Get Out. No, dude. Yeah. So, like I said, I saw Nope first. Yeah. Seeing him in Nope, and then seeing Get Out, and seeing how, like, even just like physically younger he is. Right. Right. He's like skinnier, mm-hmm. and his face is like he, you can tell his face is younger. Right. Mm-hmm. And then seeing him in this in Nope. And seeing him be a like a bit more like kind of a little bit more of a little bit guy. more built, yeah, a little older in the face, yeah. Um, very very cool to see the oh, trend, yeah. like the, how how different he looks, and the acting styles are so different. Like I said, Otis OJ is such a reserved and quiet character, yeah. But it's like it's not necessarily easy to act in that way and still nail it, and he completely does. Yeah, no, OJ feels like a real character. Him, and, and he really comes out once his sister is involved. So M, when Kiki yeah. Palmer starts to, yeah, Emerald, when she enters the scenes, you know, you get to see more out of him and, and more views. She draws um, him out. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, so everybody's chemistry in this was fantastic. Is there, is there anything else we can talk about without spoiling anything? I mm. mean, like I said, there's so many themes and just big ideas that go into this that I kind of want to talk about. So I'm just trying to think on the... I think we're... I I mean, I think we're pretty good. Okay, yeah. I'm just trying... Like, I I can't think of anything jumping out at me at the, like... With that, I mean, I'll talk a little bit more about this with spoilers, but sound design... Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, no. Like... He's always got great soundtracks, too, you know what I mean? But the sound design... You gotta hear, like, some of the sound designs in this this movie, Davis. It's... Dude, yeah. Yeah. Like the sounds that this UFO makes, dude. Yeah. Oh, dude, that's why I switch you guys to Westworld because the sounds that they do in the trailers and shit. It's yeah. Like, it's like sub, sub, 
like just frequencies we can't yeah do, but right. still like, yeah 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 that's crazy i yeah i need to fucking watch we gotta West catch World, up with man. westworld I, do I, some i've seen westworld the first talk. two seasons but i need to just do a complete rewatch of it same to be honest so so i guess now we let's just fucking dive into it man go into spoilers Spoilers. Here we go. Combo breaker. (laughs) All right, man. So as we said, this like subverts your expectations to a degree. Very much so. Big degrees. I want to talk about how the film opens. (laughs) Because I was not, like this put me back I set my watch to Atlantic Standard Time. Because I know you and I both love Aurora Borealis. <laughs> and you have no concept of time. <laughs> like, having that be, like, the first line of the movie. Like, I, yeah. I love that you don't even get to see any of it. Like, the like the build-up to what happened. Like, how the yeah first images of the film that you see are. Right. You just... They just throw it out there. And I, I believe he does a flashback sequence like this in the beginning of each of his films. Because in, in Get Out, yeah, we, we yeah, see the yeah, character yeah. who is abducted. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so... Very good way, shocking way to start a film. It's like a cold open of sorts. Yeah. So you've seen it three times. What exactly do we see at the beginning of this film? So at the beginning of this film, it opens up, like I said, with you know some voice lines. Um, and then it just opens visually to a live TV studio set. Is, um, is it from like under a table when this shot is first? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I don't even think you can see the tablecloth yet. Or just at a low angle kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you just see a, a chimpanzee, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, wearing like a... A birthday hat oh, and a sweater. Yeah. And he's covered in blood. He's got blood on his mouth, blood on his hands. There's uh, a woman's like lower half uh-huh. that you can see. Peeking out from a couch. Peeking kinda. out from like the ground on, in front of a couch. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shoe just pointed straight up in the air. Yeah. Somehow. Right. Um, there's people cowering in the back, like in the in the. You can see like, can you see the applause sign? The the in applause the sign is, is flashing. There's in in like the studio audience, you can see people like cowering in their yeah. uh, seats, trying to like hide from the monkey. Uh huh. Um, the monkey like kind of pushes the lady's leg a few yeah, times dude. to just like check to see if she's doing anything. This was such a shocking scene to I witness. had no idea there was going to be anything like this in the movie. No, dude, me and, me and my fiance Kayla just looked at each other like mouths open like what? Like at first the I thought fuck? it was at first I thought it was like a a thing for his production company because his production company Monkey Paw. is Monkey yeah. Paw. Mm-hmm. But no, it's just it's this is how the film opens. And, and then he like he he like knocks off his birthday hat. Yeah. Looks around for a minute and then just Looks directly into the camera. Oh my god! Like, yeah, makes eye contact with you. And, like, I forgot sound, about that like, part. Cuts, and it just builds that tension. And then it and then it cuts, gives you like a quote from, I think like the Hebrew Bible. Yeah. Um, 
about like I will cast you into abominable filth. I will make a spectacle out of you. I forgot about that quote, man. Yeah. Some, it's something along those lines. It's not yeah, but ver- still. verbatim, right? Um, and then it opens up with uh, OJ and his dad, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. we get to see how his dad passes. Yeah, they're then... they're just kind of talking about their like it. Well, it opens with. OJ waking up in the morning and just going about his day. He gets right. up at like the ass crack of dawn and mm-hmm. yeah. feeds the horses and all that. Right. Uh, and then he's talking with his dad about like a job that they're d- gonna be doing mm-hmm. and how if it works out well, they're gonna be like great. Yeah. Uh, he starts walking away from his dad and all of a sudden there's like a noise that they can hear. Things their, start falling from the their sky. Phone, his phone powers down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, huh? Right. Um. And then, yeah, things start falling from the sky, and he looks over and sees his dad with his, like, head down. Mm-hmm. And then... The, the horse gave me big Western vibes. The horse that he's on just starts, like, trotting... And then it, and then he falls off of it and just collapses. Mm-hmm. And then he runs over to him, gets him in like their truck, and starts driving him to the hospital. Dude, he's like Keith David's character is like saying the names of like composers, I think, or just like That's famous what, people. Uh huh. Yeah. To try to keep himself like yeah awake. Yeah. And dude, in this scene, you can literally like uh, OJ is telling him like, you know, you're gonna be okay. You're okay. Yeah. You can literally see like spurts of blood coming out of his yeah. head. Oh, jeez. Onto like the Christ. window. Yeah, man. And then, yeah. Rest in peace, Keith David. Yeah, dude. My man got his fucking eye split open. They, the there's quarter. just the shot, like the like top the X- down shot. Well, there's that. They show you like the x ray of like the corner, yeah, like man. in the middle of his head. Holy Christ. And so, yeah, you're. He gets OJ gets told that it was like a cargo plane, like a cargo plane dropped props or something out of the sky accidentally, mm-hmm. and then it cuts like six months later. Yeah, that's how we. Uh, that's how it kind of sets up. We're in this financial situation now, and then he, he's and got then, a call. Uh, OJ can't really handle this by himself. He can't really yeah. be on set. Yeah, in Hollywood, taking the horses for film productions. He can't. He's not social like that. No. Then we get. The stark contrast get, to him, yeah, his, his sister. His sister's introduced. Um, she comes in with energy on ten, dude. Yeah, but such, it's like such a great performance. It's it's yeah, like it starts after the after you see his father die, you get like the little opening credit scene where like the names are popping up in front of that like square square, yeah. and you're like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there it cuts to. Hollywood set. OJ's on there with his horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like they're going to be doing some like scant, like uh, mocap for it or something. Right. Uh, he's telling everybody, like, don't look the horse in the eye. Mm-hmm. You know, be careful around him. And nobody's listening Nobody to listens a goddamn to him. word. And then. And this is like that scene, I just want to say that scene perfectly captures the feeling of being on a film set. Yes. Um, 
they and like that 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 scene is definitely like a critique on like Hollywood and the yes. film industry as a whole. For sure. They bring out like the production dude who's like, This is the star. Yeah. She's yeah. on set. And uh just doesn't give a fuck about OJ. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, Okay, let's do the safety meeting. And then he's like put on the spot. Yeah. And he starts to give it, but then as you were saying, he st- he begins it, and then as soon as he begins it, his sister walks in. <laughs> yeah. And she takes over because he's like... He was waiting for it, too. He's like, Emerald should be here. He's like, I need like five more minutes for my team to get here. And then yeah. they're like, okay, go. Do it now. Well, you hear that the actress is like, She's like, well, I'm, I'm ready, ready for it. She's take. like, I'm ready to do one. Yeah, it's like... um, So yeah, his sister comes in, gives the whole like Haywood family or Haywood Hollywood horses spiel. I love it, too. It's like their great 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 grandfather was the first. The great, my great great grandfather. There's another great. There's another great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really cool how their history is supposed to be like that. Their great 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 grandfather was the first. That's like a very like real thing. Like I, you know, like isn't that crazy that we know the name of the dude who took the pictures of the horse jockey, but we don't know the name of the horse jockey, the dude who is. Literally the first stuntman, right. actor, video jockey ever. It was such a cool fucking piece of the movie. Like, really, really awesome starting point for these characters, too. Oh, definitely. Um, And it has to do with, like, the undertones in Hollywood, too, because it's like, that's a really cool thing, but nobody gives a shit. Like, everybody's just staring at them like, Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, And they kind of make a point of that uh, later on in the film when they try to get a hold of, like, the cinematographer from... Uh huh. From that commercial that they're working on, right? They're talking, and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're the horse girl. Guess that means I'm talking to Hollywood royalty, huh?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he says it kind of like derisively, right? Almost kind of like an asshole. Yeah. Bit. Um, but yeah, so they they have this claim to fame of being like the, the descendants of this horse jockey, right? Which and is so awesome. they they formed this Hollywood company where they're the only like black owned horse trainers in Hollywood. Mhm. Yep. And uh you know, it's that's a very very cool, very unique thing. Right. Um and then yeah, they just she gives her spiel and then kind of plugs her own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's her, very within her character. And then yeah. just walks off. Because the dynamic between them is that like OJ OJ's been waking up and doing this every day. This is his life. This, she she's, she's been not, gone for a while. Yeah. yeah. They also go into like why she has been gone because they they give they let their relationship breathe a lot. They give yes. them a lot of good beats. Like there's a, there's a moment where they're talking about, you know, Emerald's like, hey, that I I had a horse that I was supposed to train, and then when I wake up the next day and you're out there with dad, and it's it's like a, yeah, she was excluded, yeah. yeah, Jean Jack, yeah, yep, she was dad excluded. got all western, uh huh, yeah. So there's they have a really interesting relationship. I felt like that's what propelled her on a different path, you know? Yes, very much so. Um, but yeah, so she goes off, kind of leaves OJ again. Yeah. And then everybody's like, okay, let's go, let's go. Uh, they get all, Everybody gets like right next to this horse after mm-hmm. he said, like, don't get next to it. The crew just starts like clamoring. Everybody's talking over each other. And then a dude comes up with like a reflective ball yeah. on a stick. And puts it in front of the horse's face. Sounds like a great idea. Yeah. No. (laughs) It fucking freaks the horse out and he kicks. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, they end up getting like 
removed from the project. They get like replaced. And I feel like that's yeah, that's when he's like, we need to make money. Like, because yeah. he because he says he's like, you know, we need the money, and the the dude who replaces him is like, yeah, I know you guys, I know your dad left like a huge hole, but there will be other gigs. Right now's not the right time. Right, right. So that that kind of propels us on this mission to where they start to see that there's something in the sky. They, so yeah, I mean, they yeah. get home and you get more of that like build up of their relationship because on their way home, they stop at uh, this nearby like uh, attraction. Like, well, like what would you call it? Like a amusement it's like a theme park theme park type it's, its thing. own little theme park jupiter's claim it's a little Such western a, town yeah. this is a set that that exists what is it in it, universal in universal yeah the, the set is still up at universal um, it's got like a, i think it's like a permanent set there yeah which is so cool that jordan peele has like a space um so yeah it's awesome set piece it's this yeah little western theme park town ran by jupe uh who is played by Stephen Ewan. Mm-hmm. Um, phenomenal character. Love him. Oh, my God. Like, as soon as he's introduced, man, it it's just, I love the dynamic, and I love kind of what I think his character represents. Yeah. So, yeah, um, OJ and M get to Jupiter's claim. OJ sells the horse that he had mm-hmm. with him, yep. Lucky. Um. Also, I just have to make a jump right back to the Hollywood scene. I I I have to reference the fact that, that he made an OJ Simpson joke immediately. It, yeah, within like the first yeah fifteen minutes of the movie. I, uh, and it's an oh, it's an old fucking white woman. It's this says old it, white woman who is on set. She's like the actress for the commercial, and she she hears that his name is OJ. Mm-hmm. And he's like, she's like. Your name's OJ? Yeah. She's like looks all like deer in the headlights like nervous and he's yeah, like yeah, like, my name's Christ. Otis Jr. after my father. Right. Jeez. And she just kind of looks at him and it's like, "Oh." Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. And that's all you get, but Quickly it's just like on. it's just like a really fu- like one of those like really funny moments yeah. that just happens out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, so he sells one of the he sells the horse that he had to Jupe. Right. Um and then he is talking to his sister about how he's going to actually establish, he's trying to build a relationship, a business relationship, so he can buy some of the horses back. Right. And uh, he's not getting the horses back. He's not, spoiler alert, he's not getting the horses back. Um, so he starts talking to Jupe about like their business dealings. So yeah, the entire time M's in the room, she's looking at all this like memorabilia that Jupe has around his office because. Jupe was a child star originally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um he started out on this like kid sheriff show where he played mm-hmm. Jupe. Yep. Um and you know, she she recognizes him as the Asian kid from Kid Sheriff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. And OJ's like immediately he's like fucking stop. Yeah. Yeah, he's like please don't. Please god don't. But, but then Jupe, Jupe but plays Jupe's, into yeah, it. Yeah, Jupe's like, yeah, no, it's all good. Yeah, that was me. Uh-huh. He's like, that's how I got my start. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, can I get an autograph? Mm-hmm. And uh, OJ's just like, come on. I'm trying to do business here. Yeah. 
And so they Again, go back. That contrast between yeah, them. Yeah, they go back to doing business. She's still looking around. Um, and then she spots a poster on the wall of a uh, like comic cover of like mad like mad comic like mm-hmm. the like parody like comedy satire comic or whatever that exists right. I, i've never really read too much of it i know yeah. it, it had like a tv show on cartoon network for a while right um fucking yeah they're like let's go yeah yeah you're not mad um but yeah it's like a cover for mad and it's got a monkey on it oh god yeah and uh she's like what is this and jupe sees it and he like oj is like you know i'm actually trying to you know lay groundwork on a path to buying some of the horses back right jupe's like oh you want to buy some of the horses (laughs) yeah 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 we can sure but yeah we can uh we can work something out yeah uh and then he sees M looking at that poster, and he's like, "Ah, so that." Yeah. And he like just completely like abandons the meeting. He gets up and he's yeah. like, "Oh, OJ, have I told you about this one? That's from uh, the Gordy. That's referencing Gordy's in- the Gordy's room incident." Yep. And he talks about how he was actually on set when that monkey flipped out. Yep. And he like takes them into like. A hidden room behind the poster that Dude, has like a bunch yeah. of memorabilia, including the shoe that I mentioned was like standing up on end. This is this is where the one thing I have about the shoe comes in that I feel like I feel like it's because he has it. Well, I guess it could go both ways. Like he's got it up there, right? It's on the wall, framed up. So it's when he looks at it, it's sitting upright. It's, yeah, in that same kind so of position. I almost think of it because I mean we. We're talking spoilers. That's, you know, we're in the spoiler discussion. He's the kid. He's under the table watching Gordy fucking kill yeah, these people pretty yeah. much. And he, in that flashback, that shoe's like that. So I'm wondering, I was like, is it. he sees it to, to like, take. I was like, is it like a thing back? that he's like remembering? Like when he's remembering it, he's just seeing it like that, how it's sitting up. Or it can be vice versa. He saw it like that. We don't know why. So he framed it like yeah. that. Yeah. I've seen. Things that you know mention that it could it could represent it being like a you know because I after OJ sees the UFO he yeah. he asks M you know what do they call a bad miracle Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like that shoe standing up on its end could also kind of be a signifier of like a bad miracle, right? Because um, he's he's profiting off of this incident at this point. He yeah. says he's got people staying in that secret room that he has. No, yeah, he got paid fifty thousand dollars to uh-huh. come stay in like this old couple's room yeah. for a night. Yeah. Um. So this is where they really start to to push the main thematic element in this the movie: spectacle, the spectacle, a morbid curiosity, things that 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 are not good things, things that like are he's got like negative in this room. He's got a a mannequin of a monkey wearing yeah. like th- the sweaters that Gordy would wear. Right. Um, and he's talking about it, you know, Oh, you know, cause she asks him yeah. what really happened. He's like, Oh, have you guys ever seen the Saturday night live skit of it? Yeah, dude. I forgot. It gets deep like and that. He, yeah. he goes in talking about how it's like, Oh yeah. Uh, Saturday night live did an episode. These people played, 
you know, the characters in the show. Right. The host played me. Chris Kattan played Gordy. Yeah. And oh, Jesus, man. Just he, he's talking about how like, oh, yeah, somebody would play the wrong note on something and Gordy would just lose it. And I'm like, but Chris, there, Chris Kattan is going crazy. And he's just talking about attention. how great. Yeah, he's yeah. talking about how, how perfect this, like, the skit tells of how the events are. And then it just hard cuts yeah. to him under the table. Yeah. Just like cowering. Like, right. And you're just like, what? It's like, you know, he's still stuck. No, and then it pulls him back. Like, uh-huh. it pulls back out of that to him in the room with OJ and M. And he's just like, you can see it in his eyes that he's reliving the moment. Exactly. And then he just comes out of it and he's just like, it was, it was legendary. I know. And he played that so well. Like, that's such an effective scene, dude. Going in on the SNL, like talking, laughing it up, but inside, he's still fucking terrified. Yeah. But he's profiting off of this thing. Yeah, man. He, I mean, he, he brings it up. He's like, you know, there's actually a, a growing fan base for a Gordy's Home uh, reboot. Jesus Christ, man. You know, the first time I was watching this, I, I felt a big sensation of, like, one of the thematic ideas I was thinking is, like, the mistreatment of animals in film yes. and, and in television. Um, yes. The, like, needing to use them for money or for your own gain. Um, what's his, I'm sorry, what's Yoon's character's name? Oh, uh, Jupe. Jupe is, is using these horses that he's buying as bait for this alien. Yeah. Um, um. For sure. Big shout out. Yeah. There's I mean, also a theme throughout the movie of like some animals just aren't meant to be trained. Right. E- exactly. I mean, you know, it, something can go wrong. Like the popping of a balloon is supposedly what I believe po- like made Gordy. Yeah. No, that's exactly yeah, that's what it what is. Because later out. on, you get, the, you get the full scene in full. Right. And it shows uh, the, the, younger girl character mm-hmm. the, like his his brother or whatever or his sister in the show giving gordy like a big box present and yeah then it opens up and a bunch of balloons fly out and then you just hear one pop oh my god yep and that sets it off and he loses it um so that brings in this huge yes, idea of the spectacle yeah so that's how we kind of begin to dip our toes into spectacle right and then after that uh oj and m go home to the ranch mm-hmm and uh, she's asking him questions about, you know, how many horses have you sold? What was the offer that Jupe mentioned to you? And he's like, I've sold 10 horses. Yeah. Uh, Jupe's offering to buy the whole ranch. And they kind of get into a little bit of a conflict of like, he's a dumbass for considering the offer and yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then... She's in a mood where she's just like, you know, I want the fun OJ back. Right. Uh, what are you trying to do? She's just like, oh, or he's just like, oh, I have work in the morning, so I got to, you know, call it an early night. Mm-hmm. Just kind of walks away from her, and she's just like stuck for a minute. And then she's just like, so I guess you don't want to see what's up with that liquor cabinet then. <laughs> yeah, dude. And he just like stops and turns around and looks at her, and there's like a beat. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you get that, that that's where I'm, I get that, like, true, like, familial bond sense between them, where it's yeah. like they can have their, like, bickering discussions about, like, what is the right thing to do, but then it just goes right back into, like, oh, I guess you don't want to get drunk then. And then he <laughs> gives it a beat and then just says, 
hey, I got that hobby weed too. Yeah, 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 right, right. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, well, that's all you had to say, man. Right. No, that's that's a really good moment. And they, they have those throughout the movie. And they they toast yeah. to the old man. Mm-hmm, yeah. That's where you get that first talk about uh, Jean Jacket and the horse that she was supposed to train. Mm-hmm, right. He kind of mentions that, because uh, she's like, yeah, you know, dad didn't let me train it. He didn't even look at me from, from the window when I watched you train it. Because that was promised to her. Yeah. That was a big thing for her. She's like, he didn't look up at me once, but you did. Uh, and he he gives his experience of it where he's like, that's the first job that dad ever took me on. Right. Was that Scorpion King? Is that what And it was? he's like, it wasn't a Western. It was Scorpion King. Yeah, and They dude. ended up using camels anyways. Yeah. Right, right. He's like, that job sucked. <laughs> I love that. That's like a, a thing throughout the movie. Like, he's got the Scorpion King crew yes. uh, hoodie and shit. Um, so that happens, and they're getting, like, drunk. And then all of a sudden, she's like, why is... <sighs> Nice. Way Big to fucking slurping go. Way to fucking go, dick. Oh my just god, a drink that's here, ASMR. Um, <laughs> but then at one point they're you know drinking, and then she's like, "Hey, why is Ghost this white horse that their dad uh, like rode? Why is he out in the in the like field alone?" Yeah. So OJ goes out there to kind of see what's going on. And then while he's out there, M like puts on a record. Mm -hmm. They've got like this big vinyl player hooked up to a huge sound system. Right. And she just starts blaring it. Can't hear him. He's like, turn that shit down because it spooks the horse. Yeah, for sure. Uh, She's not giving a shit. So he ends up chasing the horse down. Um, and he ends up seeing down the way some lights. Mm-hmm. And the first time I saw the film, I didn't really understand what it was. I thought something was going on. I Yeah, I was like, what is this? You can hear his voice. You can hear yeah. Jake talking yeah. and shit in the distance. Um, And yeah, you just hear Jupe kind of giving a little preamble about what's going to happen. And then you just see lights power down. Uh-huh. Yep. And then you just see like a little trail going up to the to the clouds. Yeah. Um. And then I think you see the horse like fly, but like run back. Mm-hmm. Uh. Is that when we get our first glimpse of the UFO? I believe. Yeah. Just just after that scene, yeah, you see. Uh, he's like looking at around in the clouds, and then you just see the tail end of it fly into the clouds. Right. Very quickly, very quietly. And right after that, it's like, it's an interesting story because it's like, they try so hard to capture this thing on film. We get Angel introduced as a funny IT guy coming to set the cameras up. But there's like, you know, shit gets bad. Shit starts to get scary. You know, they yeah. almost get caught by this thing a couple of times. Um, yeah, it's, it's... But they keep going for that Oprah shot. Yeah, they need to capture it. That's the whole spectacle, the spectacle thing. And that's it, the yeah. whole profiting off like, of... In, inter- like, in an interview that I saw Jordan Peele give, mm-hmm. he talks about, like, the idea of spectacle and how, like, in the real world, it's a real thing that affects, like, our everyday lives. Like, you, you know... When you see a car, like when you're on the highway and you see like a traffic jam, yeah, it's usually because there's been an accident and people are slowing down right on the highway to look at the accident. 
because it's a spectacle. Right. Like what's going on? Oh shit. Is somebody fucking dead in there? Like, yeah, like that's crazy. That's I have the to. I have curiosity. to look. Uh huh. Yeah. And that's kind of what they're doing with this. Is like, because I mean, at moments there's times where M, because M is originally the one who's like, we should capture this, because right. he he talks to her about what he saw, mm-hmm. and that's where we get like the what's a bad miracle line. Yeah. And the next day she talks him into going to this electronics store and buying cameras and shit to set up. And she's the one who's like, at first, you know, we need to capture this thing on footage. We can get a bunch of money for it. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But then later on, she's like the very first one who's like, fuck this. We need to go. <laughs> yeah. She's like, we, we can't stay here anymore. It, only, it becomes Otis's journey at that and point. And then at that point in time, he's the one who's like, well, then you should go then. Right. I got shit to do in the morning. Like, yeah. Like he's ready to work. And it's kind of crazy. He, um. He seems the least scared of this thing. He feels like he, I mean, he's the animal tamer, right? Like, yeah, he feels yeah. like he can, um, I'm just going to go, you know, we find out the big twist in this thing is that it is not a UFO. It's not just a UFO. It's a creature in itself. This thing is like a predator. It, it, it Like, I, I mentioned that this movie has, like, Jaws influences. Exactly. It's because this thing is the monster. It's not in the water. It's in the fucking sky. Um, you know, they make it, they make it look like a tractor beam. No, that's his big old fucking mouth hole. It's just sucking, suck, suck, sucking you up. Um, yeah, it's, and it's crazy. I just want to say, like we were talking about sound design because well, we got to talk about this creature. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's one of the biggest. Do things. you want to talk about the creature now or do you want to talk about it once we do? Do you, do you want to continue talking about the plot or do you want to split off into talking about? this creature because i'm cool to do either i think we might split off just a little bit because i kind of want to wrap up the thoughts a little bit yeah um just because so much happens at the end and it's like and it's like it's just a lot yeah (laughs) so yeah i mean the sound design this thing just has like the that's i guess kind of like the first sign that it might be something more than just a ufo is you kind of hear it like the like the sound you would imagine like a giant like dragon or something like that just kind of like idly breathe like the yeah uh, or something like that you know what i mean right just like the idle sound of it's of it just like breathing right um we get the scene where we do find out that um um jupe is feeding the feeding horses to this thing trying to like domesticate it yeah and 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 for profit so he's taking the same he his character is like reliving this trauma. He's living in his own hell, I feel like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because he's like, he's a product of, of the, the negative the side of I was these talking spectacles. Because I, I saw this last night. I was talking about this with Dan. He's yeah. a victim of the situation that he's in while also continuing the, the cycle. cycle. Exactly. And that's why I think he's such an interesting character. So, so yeah, he, he they finally do this publicly and try to get this UFO out. And that's when we find out it's a creature indefinitely because this scene of this creature sucking these people up. Dude. Yeah. He comes out and he's just like, he introduces his childhood crush, the the girl from the show who had her face, who had her like like mouth ripped off. Yeah, man. Um, and then, yeah, that it, he's like, okay, in an hour it's going to show up. Yeah. And then it shows up early. Oh, yeah. It makes a noise, and people are like, what was that? Right. He's like, okay, it's ready. We're ready. Yeah. And we get really and he's using, up close. he's using Lucky, the horse that we've seen from the beginning of the film. Yeah. Uh, 
but Lucky doesn't. Like, he's got him in like a little cage to run out. Lucky's like he's like he doesn't move. That. Yeah, and he knows uh, what's up. Everybody starts seeing this thing. All the power turns off because uh-huh. every time this thing's near you, all the power gets shut off. Yep, and it, it just fucking sucks them all up. Dude, do you think that was practical? You know how they have the people in that narrow space that's almost like it's a windpipe where it's digesting shit? I feel like that probably was like... I feel like they put him in a big cramped space, yeah, man. And I like, think so. And that was so... I mean, it Seeing is Seeing like disgusting. that horse skull. Yes. What a fucking gross And, and like scene. the reveal that that square that you saw at the beginning with the opening credits is like the... It's like a tunnel. It's some kind of wind tunnel that you yeah. see through. It's, it's, it's like the mouth of the creature yeah, almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, which again, he he does things nonlinear in that way, like a flashback almost. Mm-hmm. So you realize that on the second watch, it's just really it's, fucking cool, man. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, and when I mean, dude, when he sucks all those people up, and he's got all those people in his mouth, that the creature, yeah, and then you can hear it like when its mouth would open, you hear the screams, dude, of all these people inside of it, and just, then it mutes when its mouth closes, and then it opens up again, and you just oh hear my people. God screaming i loved the shot when it when it starts to come down and you just it's it's a like a downward shot of yeah. uh steven ewan's of jupe as like you can start to see like the dust spin up around him and then yeah. you just see shadows of people being picked oh up my and god. spun in this thing as they're screaming yep oh my god it's so good man we didn't even talk about like because there's there's this movie is scary in the sense that it it's not like a jump out and spook you. Movie. Yeah. There are some jump scare moments. Um one of the funniest is like the is is like a fake out jump scare that they do. Oh uh, yeah. Cuz we we skipped this part but they get pranked by the Jeep's kids. Yeah, by Jeep's kids because M steals a uh like it's a like a horse statue like almost. a horse statue from them to like have the like the beast suck it up. Yeah. And they end up his kids end up coming to like prank them as retribution <laughs> and they come that dressed up. That was a scary up. scene Dude, at first. That's too. what I'm saying like it, it's an effective jump scare but it's also like funny Yeah. because they show up and start turning lights on in the stables and he goes out and turns them off. Yeah. They turn them back on and then it's just you just see an eight like a Small little Small figure, yeah. humanoid thing. This is before like, we know that it's a creature. Yeah, so you're just like, okay, these are the aliens. They're right. coming. And then you see another one pop out, and he's he's trying to record it. He sees another one pop out, and then he gives he does the, nope. <laughs> and he, yeah. just, and he yep. just backs off. And then he's still trying to get video of him, and then one appears right next to him, and he just turns and punches it dude, <laughs> directly in the fucking, head. Yeah, dude. And that it just shit was funny. falls down, mask falls off, and it's revealed that it's like a 10-year-old kid. <laughs> fucking clock that kid, man. Um, But yeah, that was like a pretty effective jump scare moment for me. Oh, yeah, but for still, sure. That, but then that immediately followed up with comedy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, but yeah, no, that the, the monster itself is terrifying. I think it's interesting that you can't look it in the eye, too. Because like the whole thing man. about the spectacle is that you want to look at it. You, you want to look see at it. it. You're curious. That's a thing that that's a thing that Dan brought up too. Yeah, and we if you look at it, it, you are fucked. Yeah. So it's like, it, it's it's just these thematic ideas. I really just, like. He reco- OJ recognizes that as being like a horse trainer. Yeah, exactly. He because he's like you know Jupe tried to tame this thing. You can't tame a predator. You have to enter into like a, a arrangement with it. Right. Like like uh, Siegfried and Roy with their tigers. You know? Yeah. Um, 
Jupe is like the whole reason that the movie takes place in the first place. He's the reason that like the alien comes his, to like, yeah. It's his fault that, that it's area. staying in that spot. Yeah, because yeah. he's trying to tame it in that way. He's feeding it. Yeah, it's like feeding a stray. You know, they're and, gonna keep coming back. They're gonna stay there. And yeah, they, they he keeps they they fuck with this monster and it eats everybody at at, at Jupe's claim. Mm-hmm. And then it this is like insane it there's there's like a storm that's happening and it flies over their house one of my favorite scenes oh yeah and because it's got like this electromagnetic wave thing it's like pushing the rain away from Mm -hmm. the house yeah and then it just starts it it, it's like this is when you like piss off something yeah and then it just like comes and like asserts dominance on you fucking 100 percent. this thing essentially like shows up and like pisses on them <laughs> except it's like but it's vomiting like, blood yeah it's like emptying out its orifices and it's just like you just see red streaking it down drops the like a stroller on the roof uh-huh. it's shooting out keys and quarters and arms of like wooden statues yeah blood and blood and blood dude dude because it does oh my god raining that, blood <laughs> that shot of it's like that downward ground shot up of the house yeah. as you see like the rain on the edges, but not around the house because it's being pushed back by the UFO. Right. As you just see the blood drip like coming out of it. Oh my God. Magnificent, dude. So. And they keep going after it after that. Like yeah. the determination's nuts. So to wrap this up, I've got some important questions. Do you think the stakes were high enough because none of our main cast dies by the end of it? Yeah, I think so. I, I, I feel that way as well. Um, I was happy to see everybody get, get out of it. Yeah, I would have um, been sad if uh, Angel died. Yeah, right. And he almost, yeah, that was a close one. Um, some people think this that, that they wanted to see something more shocking. I think that these characters deserve to get what they needed. No, you want to know um, what was shocking? Yeah. The biblically accurate angel that it turns into, this eldritch abomination. So... This thing just takes a whole new shape in like the ve- in like the final climax of the movie. It's insane. Um, horrors beyond my comprehension is about what yeah. comes to mind. Like incomprehensible. We've been met with a terrible fate. For real, man. I mean, it gets very eldritchy. Gets, and what I like about this, we don't know if this thing came from space. That's yeah. That's another aspect. It could have come the out horror. of the bottom of the goddamn ocean. Could have came out of the ocean. Could have came from space. It could just be a thing that has been existing. Been, and we just didn't know it. That's what this is. What's cool about it? Very, very cool. Um, so yeah, dude. It's like, how do you even describe it? It's like, it's like almost beautiful. It's like the moonlight butterfly from Dark Souls One. Yes, very it, much. So. It's. I was I was just blown away because it takes this UFO shape. Yeah, usually. it definitely turns into almost like a butterfly like form. Yeah, and it's just like it's thin. It's thin, and it's, it's like it's almost waving and. That's when the IMAX also, I'm like, I want to see that. Dude, that in was IMAX. insane. I saw a thing that said that uh, Jordan Peele took inspiration from the angels from Neon Genesis Evangelion. For Are that. you for real? That is so goddamn cool, man. <laughs> and I, I saw that last night and I was like, this is fucking dope. I love that. That I didn't know that. That is fucking sick. Yeah, that's just another reason to check out Evangelion. There you go, man. Yeah, for sure. Dude, you know when it takes its like predatory form and it's like that it it shows us the square, and it's like ribbons like, whoosh, 
and just it's like just coming out. out. Yeah, that's when I was like basically holding my head. Like I don't know what yeah, I'm looking dude, at. It's insane. It's <laughs> you're just like, what is happening? What is this? He's I was like, I'm like, gonna show you a spectacle. Like it, the way I was racking it, my yes. brain because like it shows like because I mean we didn't even talk about like because they as they they do this dry like they're t- yeah. they're trying to do this capture it on footage. They get like the cinematographer from the beginning, right. Which we didn't, we don't have much time to go into him. I loved his character. Wasn't very sure about his ending. Still, yeah, he kind of. I'd like just, to hear more thoughts about his ending. He kind of goes off and dies. Yeah, but he's there. He builds his own like hand crank IMAX camera. Right, because they they bring him in because they're like, this is the guy that can get it without power. Exactly. He's got the hand crank film going. Um, very cool character. He's got like the graveliest voice I've ever heard in my life, and it's like Mr. perfect. Purple people eater, don't eat. Let me just say, my mom used to sing that to me as a child, so that kind of hit for me. I was going to say, completely new. I was scared when he started singing that (laughs) shit. So Jordan Peele knew exactly who he was going for with that, and he hit me hard. So they bring in all these, you know, they bring him in, and they formulate this plan. They go, and, like, they steal a bunch of uh, inflatable tube dudes. Yeah. uh, Mm -hmm. Car batteries to power them all and everything, and they build basically, like, a observation net out of like the ranch it's so cool to where like when these power these tube dudes go down they know that you know he's coming they and name, where they he's name coming it jean from. jacket yeah after uh the horse that m was supposed to train so like they they put these up so you can figure out where jean jackets around right uh and then they introduce you know talk about spectacle the paparazzi guy yeah the the tmz reporter that shows up and is Asking questions, yeah. Pulls his camera out, and is like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm just gonna go. Right. Goes and fucking wrecks his motorcycle. Yeah. And then he, he's he, trying to get all saved. he cares about is his camera. He's like, "Where's my camera? My right. camera? My camera?" OJ comes to save him. He says, and he's just like, "Don't at least take a picture." Did you get a picture? Yeah. Which is like a very much has a lot to say about how we like view experiences. Through like yeah. I don't know like media social social media. And he, he says Scorpion King, make a name for yourself, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like after that happens and like you see it, the UFO has kind of become it, like it still can turn into being that little disc form. I think but that's it's kind it's like of more, gotten like that's its faster kind of shape, like the ridged, yeah, uh, kind of looking like a Reese's cup almost. Yeah, yeah, but evil. The the evil Reese's cup. And then yeah, dude, that shot of like it's M and Otis are like Yeah across from each other and it's Otis has his back to it and he's right. telling her to like walk like get to the motorcycle and get out. Yeah. As this thing is just unfolding. Oh my God, dude, yeah. It's so fucking it's so scary. I, I like, love I it. I was though. I was terrified. Go see it in theaters if you can, um, because it's just you need to see that on this yeah, on the big screen. It is insane. Um, what a fucking he did it. He made a spectacle. You know what yeah, I mean? He did. It's like you can't stop looking at that thing once it unfolds and you see its true form. Um, I I really enjoyed this movie. I liked the ending. I thought it was super unique how did, they um, they do uh, captured like, the picture. Yeah. Um, Talk about uh, like Chekhov's gun using that can the well camera from the beginning of the right movie, like when they first get to Jeep's Park. So much foreshadowing. Um, I like it a lot. They I love the reference to Akira with like the motorcycle slide. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They do the Akira slide. Just 
so cool. Right. Yeah, no, they, they get their money shot, man, and they get Dude. it. It's not even just in saucer form. She she uses she that well crank. She gets it in the Eldritch horror yeah. form. And then right after, that thing fucking dies. Yep, they kill it. There's been a lot of talk about that, too. Do you think it should have died, or would you have liked to see it? I mean, I'm I, I'm perfectly fine with it dying. Yeah, and being the, the end of it, yeah. yeah. Plus, because, I mean, that helps them out more, too, because they're the only people who have... Take that picture and run. Footage of it being alive. Yeah, exactly. Because like, the crew, like, because right after that happens and it explodes, camera crew shows up. Right. But they're only photo, like, getting it footage of, like, the corpse in the air exactly. falling. Exactly. She's they got. She's got the folks. Oprah shot, man. She's got the Oprah shot. They did it. Yeah, man. Uh, go see. Phenomenal now. movie. It's definitely uh like a movie of the year contender for sure. Uh. I don't think it dethroned everything everywhere all at once for me, but yeah. it's definitely like a top three of the year. I'm just, it's hard for me right now. There's just, it's a good year for movies. It's I feel a like. really There's good, some good year stuff for that has came out. Um, I'm like, I, I would probably give it a fucking, what do you think, an eight or a nine? Out of 10? I'm thinking like nine. You think nine? I really enjoyed it. I, and I think it works really, really well as like a summer blockbuster. I think I would give it a nine out of 10 as well because in this film, um, more than the other two, even he has such an interesting balance of comedy, drama, yes, horror, suspense, blockbuster. I mean, Spectacle. he's just he he balances it all so well. And I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot of thematic ideas we didn't touch on. So please go see the movie. Yeah. See, let I want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, let us I want to hear you your theories. Absolutely. We should be getting. We did plug it at the beginning. The very yeah. He mentioned like that he he like thanked everybody for working on it. Oh, okay. Said we're in post production. Yeah. Okay. So. Oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. Yeah, for sure. No, yeah, you're good. <laughs> so definitely, um, go out to the theater, see this thing. Like we said, uh, hit us up. Let us know what you thought about the movie. I would love to talk to you guys about this thing. So. Yeah, this is definitely a movie that you want to talk to people about yeah. <laughs> pick their brain on and if anybody starts reading or watching you know chainsaw man or jujitsu kaisen hit us up about that yeah, shit dude. too because we love talking manga we love it all right guys so thanks for coming on andrew i mean another great episode yes of course we love talking movies love talking manga thank you for having me absolutely we will be talking to you guys next time take it Sayonara. easy